That's a lot older than I am. Amen. 68 years of just keeping on, keeping on. Amen. That's so commendable, is it not, tonight, today. Amen. I also want to take a minute to just say thank you to all of the ministry. There's several that are here today that have helped us during this time of trial. Amen. Uh, if you've never walked in that place, it's hard to relate to it. Amen. But I thank God for His people everywhere. I'm telling you, amen, God's people are wonderful. I said they're wonderful. Amen. And God's got people in places that we don't even know about. Amen. That is standing on the fire lines today. Amen. Fighting the good fight of faith. And one of these days we're going to be forever with him. One of these days we're going to be together. And I tell you, I heard them sing that old song all my life. Everybody will be happy over there. And I always say, how about everybody being happy over here? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I don't want to wait till I get over there to be happy. Praise God. We got something to be happy about today. <clears throat> we got something to celebrate God about. Amen. Let me tell you something. He's brought us all from an awful long way. Amen. I thank God that he has kept us. Amen. He sustained us. Amen. We could have been gone. My wife and I. Amen. A woman hit us head on doing probably 50 to 60 mile an hour. Amen. I was doing about 35 and hit us head on. Amen. But I tell you, if it had not been for the Lord, which was on my side. Hey, I'm telling you, hey man, he's a God that is mindful of us. Yes, he is. I'm telling you, hey man, I wouldn't be able to, hey man, to tell you about it if I didn't go through it. Hallelujah. I know it's horrible to say, well, I went through that. Oh, that's so bad. But I wouldn't be able to stand up here today and tell you how I got over if I never went through it. If I'd never been through it, I never would be able to bring you to it. Woo! Man. Glory to God. Thank you for his anointing. If you would turn with me today to Deuteronomy, the sixth chapter, and I'll try not to hold you very long. You may not see the more animated Tony Davidson that you're normally accustomed to seeing. Because I, amen, I'm still a little impaired. But I'm telling you, there's no telling what I happen if God will get, he'll just get a hold of me. Amen, I'm telling you. Amen, I've, I've seen times when I was so weak, I couldn't even stand behind the pulpit. But because I got up and I said, God, amen, I'm going to go for you. I'm going to do for you. I'm telling you, he made the difference. I said he'll make the difference today. 
He'll make the difference. He'll make up when you can't. Amen. He said in, in your weakness is when my strength is made perfect. Amen. And I'm looking for his strength to be made perfect in this place today. Woo. Amen. Slow down, Tony. Deuteronomy 6 and 10. If you turn with me. And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities which thou buildest not, and houses full of all good things, which thou fillest not, and wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not, when thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Amen. And turn with me real quickly as I try to interconnect these two contexts of Scripture. First Peter 2 and 9, a very familiar Scripture. All of you can probably quote it. Amen. It says, But ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in times past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Amen. I want to take a simple thought today and work on it for a little while. My text today is, it's a setup. It's a setup. Amen. You and I have been set up. Amen. Look over at your neighbor today and say, it's a setup. Ooh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in Jesus' name. It's a setup. Amen. I woke up this morning with this thought in my mind. And the more I thought about it, the more I got excited. Amen. Because when you think about the word setup, the meaning, it means basically a prearrangement or a planned operation. Amen. Setup means a prearrangement or a planned operation. I submit to you today that our God has made some prearrangements. Amen. For his people. I said some prearrangements that are forever settled in heaven that are awaiting the people of God. See, what we need to realize today is things of this life don't work the same for us as they do for those who aren't in the kingdom of God. Yes, 
I understand that he reigns on the just and the unjust. But I understand that the reign on the just, amen, only comes to make them better. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because the same water that destroyed the earth, amen, in Noah's day was the same water that lifted Noah and his family up. Do you understand what I'm saying today? That judgment that fell in that day was what lifted the church up above all things. When you are a child of God, this is going to get good. I've already, listened. there's already been some prearranged things put in my mind. It's going to get good today. Because when you're a child of the Almighty God, there is a load of friends' benefits that come with the status. Do you hear me? I said a load of friends' benefits that come with the status of being a child of God. As Psalm 68 and 19 says, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. And in Psalms 103 and 1, he said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits, who forgiveth all thy iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, and crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles wow I said this is a setup. I've come to tell you today every single one of you that this is a setup. We've been set up for good things. You hear me? It's it's already been prepared. He said, Jesus said in John 10, I'm going away, but I'm going away to prepare a place for you. He's got a place for you. You hear me? He's got a place for you. Amen. A place of power, a place of strength, a place of deliverance, a place of manifestation. He's got a place for you that he has gone away to prepare. And it's waiting on you. It's waiting on you. I've been set up. Most time when we think about being set up, we think about a practical joke or a prank, some kind of coup. Huh? This ain't no coup. And it's not a joke either. You hear what I say? I said it's not a joke and it's not a prank and it's not a coup. Amen. It's a reality for God's people today. Amen. I tell you, I don't see nothing but victory ahead for the church. You hear me? I said victory ahead because he's done prearranged it. He's done prearranged it.
You've been set up for blessings, spiritual blessings, financial blessings, powerful blessings. God says to Israel, I'm going to set you up. Uh, I'm going to set you up. I'm going to give you cities you didn't build. Whole cities? Are you kidding me? To most of us today, that seems unreal, doesn't it? But he said, I'm going to give you cities that you build, that you didn't build. I'm going to give you houses that you didn't build. I'm going to give you vineyards that you didn't plant. I'm going to let you eat fruit from trees that you had nothing to do with. And you're going to have houses that are full of good things that you didn't fill it up with. Have you ever took a look at what's in your house? Huh? I talk about this house. A lot of people is always looking at everybody else's house. But I'm telling you what's in your house. Huh? What is in your house tonight or today that God has put in you? I thought about that song they started service off today with. Look what the Lord has done. Huh? Look what he's done. Because I tell you, if there ever was a time that we need to continue to rehearse over and over again what God has done and is doing is today. Amen. With discouragement all around and depression knocking on people's doors. You hear what I say? If there ever was a time that we need to take a look at what the Lord has done and believe on his word that he has set you up for a blessing. He has set you up for victory. He has set you up for deliverance. He set you up for victory over your enemies. You hear me? I don't care how bleak things look. I tell you, I don't care how dark things get. Amen. You've been set up. You hear me? I said you've been set up. You've been You've been set up. I'm going to give you a well that you didn't even dig. He that believeth on me, as the scripture says, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. He's, he's prearranged and gave you a well that you didn't even dig. Brother, sister, you're set up. You hear me? He set you up to have a drink anytime you're thirsty. Food anytime you're hungry. He is an all-sustaining God. You've been set up. Man, I like being set up this way. Hey, man, Solomon says, draw water out of your own wells. When was the last time you even dropped a bucket in yours? 
A lot of times we just get emotionally excited when we see somebody else shout. Or maybe someone else gets emotional. But how about what's down inside of you? How about the setup that he's put in you? He's got a deep well in you. You hear me? And the scripture says it's springing up into everlasting life. It's well in you springing up into everlasting life. Amen. You need to access your well today. You need to make this thing personal. You hear me? You need to make this thing, amen, individualized and realize that you've been set up with a well that you did not dig. There's something deep in you. There's a calling down inside of you. Huh? Make your calling and election sure. There's a calling. I don't care how far you may think you are from it. I'm telling you, you've been set up. Do you hear me? I just want to continue to remind you, amen, that you may think I'll never be able to do that. I may see it afar off, but I can't ever see myself preaching. I can't ever see myself singing in the choir. I can't ever see myself teaching Sunday school. But let me tell you something. Life has a way of turning things. If God manipulates and orchestrates your life, amen, he brings you to that point where once again you recognize that you've been set up God called me to preach when I was 16. I said, no way. There is no way, man. I was content being a servant to my pastor to be there. He ever beck and call, but he, had, he wanted something. I was, I was willing to do it. Yeah. Boy, you don't find much of that today, do you? Man, we were around the church all the time when I was growing up. My dad practically lived at the church all the time, making repairs, cleaning, doing whatever the church needed. I'm not saying that boasting because my dad, he's still living, but he's not able to do that stuff anymore, and it kills him, and he can't do it. Amen. But I tell you, he taught me right. Amen. I was, I was content to be a servant to my pastor, do whatever he needed to be done. And I seen the things that he went through. I seen the suffering and the long hours and the staying up all night at the hospitals. Amen. And all the things, the praying and the fasting and the seeking God. And I said, I don't want any part of that. I was so backward that, Brother Peter, if you spoke my name, I'd crawl under the pew. You wouldn't think of now, would you? I'm really backward when I'm not under the anointing. Did you know that? 
I don't care if you believe it or not. When I get on the anointing, I'm like a lion. I am not a bashful at all. I don't care what I say much. Well, yeah, I care what I say. But I'm telling you, I thought that ministry was the furthest thing from me. Time went on. Life that wore on. Amen. Things begin to turn and happen. Amen. I was working at a service station. Amen. A guy come up and robbed me at gunpoint. And he took me down into a dump. I thought he was going to kill me. And you know what I was doing? Mr. Tough Guy, not going to do anything. I was crying out to God, making all kinds of promises. God, I'll do whatever you want me to do if you just get me out of this situation. And I want you to know something. It was like something clicked. That guy sat there with his gun in his hand. And I'm sitting on a nasty, dirty, amen, pile of leaves down in a dump. And I'm crying my eyes out to God. And all of a sudden, he just stopped. And he goes... I'm not going to hurt you. I just wanted to get you away from the station so you wouldn't call the law. Well, that would have been nice to know at the time. (laughs) Yeah. But I want you to know God had set me up. You hear me? God had set me up. I'd already made promises I could not go back on now. And I want you to know something. I went to the house of God. God delivered me. Amen. Of whatever I was. I wasn't a bad person. I didn't do all the drugs and alcohol and cigarettes and things and people do. Amen. I didn't do all the corrals and running around. Amen. In bars, the world standards morally. I was a pretty good boy. But I still needed saved. You hear me? I said I still needed saved. I still, amen, had to straighten my life up so that he would fill this old vessel amen that I could be a vessel of honor for him amen I want you to know something when I look back on it now amen it was all a setup. Amen. And there's people in here can testify the same things. Amen. Because I'm telling you, it's a God that knows the end from the beginning. It's a God that's got a plan on your life that maybe you can't see right now. But I've got glorious news for you. He's setting you up. Amen. For something magnificent. He's setting you up for a glorious time in heavenly places. Isaiah 41, 17 says, When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers and high places. I'm setting you up. I'm opening rivers and high places. 
uh, and fountains in the midst of the valleys. Hallelujah, and I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. You've been set up. Huh? I'm going to set you up, amen, with fruitful trees that you didn't plant. Huh? You're going to eat from, amen, fruit of my trees that I provide. Hallelujah. I'm so glad for my God today. You hear me? I don't have anything but blessing. I don't have anything but blessing to tell you. Huh? That's all I have. Amen. All God asks us to do is not to forget him. That's what he said. Just don't forget me. Amen. As David said, in all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. To trust in the Lord with all of thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. Amen. God is warning some people who will always remember him in everything, and don't forget what he's done for you. You hear me? Never forget what he's done for you. Don't forget how he saved you out of that horrible pit you were in. Don't forget how many times he shielded you from the enemy. Man, I hope I don't push this pulpit off here. Don't you forget how I've went and fought your battles for you. How that all the time you thought that I have done everything I can do and it was all a setup. It was God pushing you to the end of your rope. It's something about being at the end of the rope that you can see things more clearly than you ever have. There's something enlightening about being at the end of your rope. The trauma and the fear sometimes that rises in us, if nothing more, it allows us to see the things that we don't have that we don't need to have. When things of life push you to the end of your rope, just know it's a setup. That God, as, as Paul said in Corinthians, will not allow you to be tempted above that which you're able. Does everybody hear what I'm saying? Now, listen, the core concept that I want you to get today is faith. See, because if you don't believe in what that word says, you're going to be a man in all kinds of conditions. You're going to be in all kinds of emotional states. You're going to have all kinds of questions. But when you take that word for what it says, and you say within your heart, let God's word be true and every man a liar. 
Let God's word be true and ever man a liar. Amen. When you begin to say that over and over and you begin to tell the enemy, it is written, it is written, it is written. I'm telling you, mountains will begin to move. Amen. Rivers will begin to change course. Time will stand still. Amen. Because this thing is a setup. like he says it will. Huh? Don't you forget how I've sustained you in the desert when you thought and you even began, you were so dry that you began to see mirages. Well, I thought I should go that direction because I seen something over there. I'm going to tell you something. Maybe as of yet, you have not walked where I have. I can tell you about times that I was so dry that I thought God wanted me to go in this direction. And all the time, it was a mirage. I just thought, yeah, pardon me for being human. I'm sure glad the Lord knows that we are but flesh. He will sustain you in the desert place. When, when Abraham's, I don't know why I can't think of her name right now, Abraham's concubine or, or, or bondwoman, Hagar, thank you. I knew it started with an H. I just couldn't get the rest of it. No, it really was a setup. I wanted you to tell me. I'm just kidding, brother. That was a setup too. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Hagar was strolled out of the house by Sarah, she's out there and she's got little Ishmael and it's in the desert, brother, sister. Hey, man, I want you to know something. She's over there crying, God, we're going to die. It kind of sounds like us sometime. Hey, man, we're going to die. We don't have any water. We, it's so dry in here. Hey, man, it seemed like the paint's peeling off the walls. Hey, man, it's so dry. And all the time, she was only an arrow shot from a well. Amen. And listen, that was back in those days. Now we're living on a new covenant. You're not an arrow shot from the well. The well is in you. Do you hear what I'm saying? I said the well's in you. You just got to go a little bit deeper. You got to drop your drawing tool down a little bit deeper. And you know how you draw water out of your well? With joy shall you draw waters out of the well of salvation. Amen. This thing is a setup for victory. There's nothing that you face that God ain't got an answer for. 
You hear me? I said, there ain't nothing that you have faced that God has not got a prearrangement for. I said, he's got a prearrangement for us. Amen. And beyond all of these things that I've mentioned, amen, we have also been predisposed to victory. Victory over all the power of the enemy, over all the vices of the enemy. Amen. And as long as we do what the captain Jesus Christ tells us to do, the fight is a setup. The enemy is already lost. In the midst of the battle sometimes, we start entertaining the enemy. Brother Tony, how do we do that? Let me show you. You know how I know you do it? Because I've done it. Well, I guess God's against me. Everything is going wrong. I mean, this is like a chain of events. Just one thing right after another. Everything. It's... Sometimes we just forget. Hello? We forget the setup. We just forget the provision. Our eyes are looking to other places and it's looking to our emotional state and it's looking to, amen, circumstances and situations. It's looking all around us when all the time, amen, just like Peter getting out of the boat and looking at all the storms instead of keeping his eyes on Jesus. If we keep our eyes on the captain, do you hear what I said? If we keep our eyes on the captain, the battle's already won. And even that was a big setup. Because Jesus already knew Peter was going to take his eyes off of him, and he just reached right down and got him, see? It was a setup. It was a setup. Lord, I'm drowning these ways. Get up here. My goodness, I'm standing right here. Hallelujah. I'm standing right here. I thought about this. They were on the ship, amen, of Gen- and going across Genezareth. Amen. How that to come up a big storm. And the Bible said Jesus was asleep in the, in the helm of the boat. He was asleep. Amen. He was out of commission, so to speak, as far as from a human perspective. He was out of commission. Amen. And then they, they come up a big storm. The disciples are out there and they're beating in the wind or fighting and fighting and fighting and then amen they go amen down to where Jesus sits and say to him don't you care that we perish Not that they were able to say he 
things be still to the elements and everything is calm. You know what he was talking about? Was that Jesus was on the boat with them and they didn't even recognize him. He was right there on the boat with them. They didn't even recognize his power right there. Is that not typical humanity? Huh? That in the midst of the storm, amen, we see everything but Jesus if we're not careful. We see everything but Jesus. Amen. When all the time, if we would just acknowledge his presence on our boat, amen, I'm telling you, amen, everything going to be all right. I said, I got a feeling everything's going to be all right because this thing is a setup and you've been set up. I'm closing here in just a minute. Huh? Hallelujah. I don't care what you're going through or how horrible things may seem to be at this moment. There's a Savior that is arranged to set up for you to overcome. Huh? Do you hear me today? There is no temptation but such as common to man. You know what that means? Is that whatever you're going through, somebody else has already went through it and was victorious. Hello? But notice what Paul said, but God is faithful. <laughs> How many knows he's faithful? I said, How many knows he's faithful? He's faithful, he's faithful, he's faithful. I said, Our God is faithful. He said he will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but with the temptation also make a way of escape. It's a setup. If I was trapped in this building, those doors out there were all locked, those double doors were locked, and there were bars on these windows, but somebody left that door open just so I could get out. That's a setup. Huh? I said, that's a, that's, this, is, this is basically what Jesus has done. He's got a door for you. You hear me? I said, he's got a door of escape for you. I don't care what you're going through right now. I don't care what amen, this church is going through. There's a door of escape. Amen. He's already set you up with a door of escape. He's already set you up for victory. Victory. Victory is mine. Hallelujah. I'm about to get past this. He has set you up for redemption. I'm having to skip a lot of this because it's going to be too lengthy. I feel God, amen, dealing with my heart, bringing this to a close. He has set us up for redemption, each and every one of us.
His blood is enough to cleanse you from all your sin. Do you hear me? You've been set up to be forgiven. Nothing can annul that benefit for it is sealed by that precious blood. And that's not all. If that's not all, we've not only been we have not only been set up for redemption and set up to be saved. Amen. But he said he's losing all these other benefits. He said he's going to crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies. Amen. Does anybody in here need any mercy today? I'm going to tell you something. I need mercy. And I'm glad for his setup. I'm glad that he set it up this way because I know how much I fail him. Jesus has made all of this possible. And I wonder if you could just give him a 30-second praise today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah to the King of Kings. Hallelujah to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There are souls. You hear me? Listen to me. Hallelujah. Lord, there are those that are sick among you. Uh, there are those that are sick among you. Good news. Good news. Good news. You've been set up for healing. Uh, by that same Savior that has forgiven you. That same Savior that has saved you. He has set you up for healing by his stripes that he has taken. I said by his stripes that he has taken. Not maybe, not might, but by his stripes we were healed. Hear me? Were healed. That means it's already set up. It's already set up. What a mighty God. Can we come can they come to the music? What a mighty God. What a loving God. What a caring God that would set us up as He has. God said, I'm going to satisfy you with good things. I'm going to satisfy your mouth with good things. I'm going to let you taste of my goodness. I'm even going to make you feel young again. Now, to some of you, that may not mean a lot. But to me, wow, I'm, I'm seeking for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, here's the good news, is that you were a chosen priesthood, a royal nation, a holy nation, a, a peculiar people, a holy nation before you even knew him. Come on. Come on. Come on. 
But God commanded his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. He already has set it up for this provision. We are chosen. The results of what Jesus has done has given us simply automatic access for those who will ask him in their heart for those who will surrender their lives, for those who will obey his word and be born again. The setup is automatic. Mm -hmm. Can you stand today?